Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Today is Sunday, December 30th. Uh, We're pretty deep into the World Juniors Tournament now. Uh, The Leafs lost last night to the Islanders at home 4-0. That was was not a very good game. I, I didn't get to watch much of it because I was watching the World Juniors Tournament. I was watching Canada absolutely rock the Czech Republic 5-1 even the late game USA Sweden that turned out to be a really good game as well but so first I'm going to touch on I'm going to touch on the Canada game and then I'll I'll give my thoughts on the USA game and what uh, and who I expect to be the favorites from now who who I've liked so far who I think needs who I think needs to take another step in being a contender in this tournament. So first, Canada versus Czech Republic. The Czech Republic, one thing that I noticed that uh, coming into this game, what we were going to, going to expect, and I said Zadina, Kopp, Martin Kaup, and Martin Akash were going to play a lot of minutes, and they were going to be a big factor for the Czech Republic. I mean, coming into this game, Kaup and Akash played over 22 minutes each, uh, and Zadina almost played 20 per game. I think it was 1947 each game. But this game, I mean, Comtois made uh, Nakash take an unnecessary penalty. He was in the box for a while. Kaut took an unnecessary uh, took a penalty that forced him to be in the box for a while. Taking them out of the game, that was huge for Team Canada. And I criticized the special teams coming into this game, said they were going to need to be huge. And they were. They were awesome this game. I mean, I don't think we gave up a power play goal. We gave up. We had significantly less penalty minutes, mainly because Czech Republic did get a, couple, uh, a 10 minute from Kaut. But we had more power play chances than them in this game. We scored on our power play. The second power play unit, or what's supposed to be the second power play unit, was pretty good last game. Um, Ty Smith, I really like Ty Smith running the power play from the top there. Uh, much better. And Nick Suzuki on that left-hand side. I thought he did a much better job. I thought both those guys did a much better job than what Evan Bouchard and Owen Tippett have been doing on that first power play unit. And this is why. Evan Bouchard and Owen Tippett are very trigger-happy. When they get the puck, they want to shoot it. They, they both got really hard shots. They're used to scoring a lot of goals in the OHL. But you're playing against top competition now. You can't be just shooting everything. Not everything's going in. And their shots are not... They're coming... The goalie's seeing them pretty clearly. Uh, They're from a decent distance. And they're not really creating any rebounds. And so that's why I think there was a big deficiency to Canada's power play. Because they, they were controlling the puck for a while. But they were just... They were really trigger happy. And the difference that you saw last night on Canada's power play was that Ty Smith was holding the puck, he was shooting the puck through screens, and Nick Suzuki was holding it and making great uh, and made a great pass to Morgan Frost instead of just shooting it right away. And that was a big difference. I hope that our power play two, what was considered power play two, um, becomes the power play one now. Because you saw, they, they did what they needed to do to score, what power play one hasn't been doing. That first goal, that uh, first power play goal with Leesham on the tip, and then Suzuki on a great feed to Morgan Frost, no doubt. No goalie stopping either of those. So I think that, I think that was a really smart move by Hunter, putting them out there more so on that first power play. And it worked out very well. Um, 
So the Czech Rep- I think the Czech Republic kind of shot. I mean, there was a uh, there was a search party for Czech Republic's top three, and that really took them out of this game significantly. I mean, they don't have a lot of depth on this team, and when your top players, they're supposed to play 20 minutes a night, are not performing the way they should be, it really took them out of this game. And Canada, they just overpowered them. I loved how they continued to throw the body. Comtois was awesome. Owen Tippett, we saw, made a really nice feed. He was very good as well in this game. I know I bash him for being really trigger happy. It sounds like I bash him sometimes for being really trigger happy, but I thought he was good in this game. I thought he played very well, and he led Canada in ice time, 1845. That's a, a big thing I noticed with that ice time, is that um, which is good, is that everyone was allowed to play in the third period. Um, and it, it allows guys to, I mean, boost their confidence a little bit. We had a three-goal game lead going into the third. I mean, there's no sense in benching guys. So that's where you saw uh, nobody on Team Canada played over 20 minutes in this game. I think Bouchard was at 13. And he took a couple hard hits, so I can understand resting him a little bit. He has played a lot. He's played a lot against Switzerland. He's probably going to play a lot moving forward, even to get, especially against Russia, which is going to take place on New Year's Eve. Tomorrow, today they're off. Uh, and here's a couple more of my thoughts. Um, a couple more of my thoughts. The the depth goals. Mackenzie Entwistle, three goals in three games for this guy. That's awesome. A nice feed from Shane Bowers, and he finished it off terrifically. They, He was the, the 13th forward last game. He was given an opportunity to play a little bit more. He was playing center with Stanika and, Bow, uh, and, uh, and Bowers. No, he was playing center with Stanika and Valeno um, on that line. Kind of weird that he was, I mean... He does play center in Hamilton through the regular season uh, a little bit, but I mean, I would have thought that Nika would have been the center on that line, but it worked out well. Entwistle has been a, a great depth player for Canada. Uh, he scored he scored in all three games very nice goals as well. And going to the net, he's got a pretty good shot, and he's just placing it very well. I mean, it's not the hardest shot, It's and it's not going posted in, but it's he's putting it where the goalie's not. He's so kudos to him for being playing as well as he did. Uh, two players that I thought really stepped up, although they only, I think they totaled seven minutes in ice time in the end, was Lafreniere and Valeno. They did not touch the ice in the third period against Switzerland, which was disappointing to see Tim Hunter saying that Lafreniere just was skating around out there. I mean, okay, yeah, he doesn't hit people. That's his game. You knew that coming in. Um... He probably was a little more brash to the media describing his game than he was to him. I mean, he is 17 years old. But kudos to Lafreniere. He scored. I think that was his only shift in the first period. And he scored a beautiful goal. Uh, so that's awesome to see that he, he, our 13th forward, went out there and scored a really nice one. Valeno had a couple good chances. He ended the night with an assist as well. So guys that were benched, I mean, they came in, they stepped up. They got a little more playing time in the third period because the game was a little bit out of hand for the Czech Republic. It didn't look like they were coming back, but this is what Canada's going to need moving forward, and this is what you need in the elimination rounds and when it comes down to in the big plays because it's not always going to be your top lines showing up. I mean, last year, remember, Tyler Steenenberg. I think he was the 13th forward for Canada. He scored 50 goals in the dub last year. 
But he was the 13th forward for Canada. Scored the biggest goal of the tournament for them. So moving forward, we're going to need the bottom guys to also step up. The top guys were very good in this game as well. But it was just great to see that everyone was getting in on the scoring. Everyone was getting in on the action. And everyone's buying in to the red and white, pretty much. Um... Uh, so the goals, I pretty much covered all of them. Uh, Canada plays Russia coming up. Russia's got some good star power on this team. They are, I think they are a, better, a much better team than the Czech Republic. It was a very, very close game when the two played each other. I think the Czech did play a lot better in that game. Uh, really strange to see Dostal not start in that game. Especially the fact that they were playing Canada, that they put in, not even Skerich, they put in that goalie from the WHL. He got pulled. I don't think those shots, those chances were really his fault. But it was a, it was really interesting to see him get the start. And I think Dostal will probably start from here on out unless he was injured and I don't know about it. So that was one note, thing to note on the Czech Republic. Um, upcoming now, Canada gets Russia. Uh, Vitaly Kravtsov, Klim Kostin, Romanov on defense for them. Those are all some of their bigger guns that they got there. Uh, the big thing about Russia, some of those, a lot of those players play together throughout the year in international competition. Denis Senko is another very good player, first round pick of the Florida Panthers last year. Um, pretty feisty guy. Uh, Russia's always a good team. They always got some decent talent. I saw a lot of people saying, I, I don't recognize anyone's name on Russia. Well, I mean, they got, I just listed off three first round picks there. And it doesn't look like if you just look at their hockey DB pages, elite prospect pages, it's not going to show. It's not really going to do justice as to how good this team is because you can't count out team chemistry, which they have. They've been playing in the CI. A lot of those guys played in the CIBC uh, Canada Russia tournament. Uh, that was about nine games together. That helps as well as the fact that they're always playing an in international competition together. So the team chemistry is there more so than any other team coming into the tournament. And uh, a lot of these guys are playing in men's pro leagues. So they're, they're numbered. Obviously they're not going to be playing a ton of minutes. Obviously they're not going to be putting up a ton of points, but if they were playing in junior, junior aged leagues, if they were playing in the OHL, the C in Q in the dub, or even in college, they'd be putting up much better numbers than what they've been showing so far because they're not getting those terrific minutes. So I think as per usual, Russia's going to be a very good competition for Canada. I I think it's going to be a close one. I think Canada's going to... Canada's the best team in their division. They're going to pull this one out, even though Craig Button in his preview did say that Canada's going to lose this game. I don't see that happening. Uh, I think Canada's working very well together and everyone's, the team's playing how they should be. So that pretty much covers everything, all my thoughts on Canada. Uh, everything's going the way they should for them. Uh, we, we get to see fire. We get to hear fire by Pitbull a lot, which if, even if you hate the song, you love to hear it after they score. Not a bad goal song. I think Comtois suggested that one. Going back to my last episode, I was trying to figure out who. I think Comtois did. Uh, and I could see that guy's that guy's tarp at the end of a night is probably soaked. I can just see him being, being that guy. Anyways, moving on. USA, Sweden. Um, 
coming into this tournament, a lot of people questioned the offensive depth that Sweden had. And again, I'm going to say the same thing that I did with Russia. A lot of those guys are playing in men's leagues. They're not getting the minutes that you see these North American guys getting in these junior age leagues, junior and college age leagues. So that's why their numbers aren't eye-popping and they aren't, it doesn't look like they have that much depth on offense. But you've seen Bemstrom play fantastic. Elvin's play fantastic. Lundestrom's been playing games for Anaheim this year. He's been pretty good as well. And their defense, I think they've got a bunch of first-round picks on their defense. Um, Eric Brandstrom's been leading the way. He played a lot last year for Sweden. Uh, Chicago, eighth overall pick in last year's draft. Adam Bogfist, he's a fantastic talent. Nils Lundqvist, Leafs first-round pick. Rasmus Sandin, I mean, that's a pretty solid decor right there. So, I mean, it makes up for, I mean, Sweden doesn't have the best offense. It's not what we've seen, especially from last year where they had Pedersen, Anderson, Nylander, but they've got, it may, more than make, it makes up for it with that terrific defense that can drive a lot of offense. And that's what we've seen through three games so far. They beat Finland. They, um, I think they beat Slovakia 5-2. And then last night against the USA. And the big thing that I, I've seen from Sweden so far is that there is their ability to stop offense before it gets to their zone, stopping them, clogging up the neutral zone. Because their defense are so mobile, they're able to come up and cut off passes in the neutral zone, and then they're able to get back on D because a lot of these guys are really good skaters. Mainly, Eric Branstrom's a terrific skater, and he's been jumping up into the offense and then playing responsibly on defense. It's really hard to get anything going with a guy that's just buzzing all around the rink like that. I mean, that's been really interesting to watch there. Their goalie, Erickson, has been... Erickson? Erickson. Not Erickson Act, but Erickson has been solid for them so far. And in last night's game, you saw Branstrom scored a terrific goal. USA going up 4 nothing. I mean, sorry, Sweden going up 4 nothing on USA in the third period. I mean, USA looked pretty down and out. They weren't getting terrific chances. Again, US, Sweden was doing a great job defending that. Erickson made a couple good saves. But my big thing about USA, Kyle Kieser, I didn't like a couple of the goals. I thought they were... I think the first one was deflected a little bit. Um, I think it was the second one. He bit way too hard on something that... I don't even know if he shot... If the player shot fake on that one. Took a shot fake on that one. He just went down and opened net for the guy. So that was a bit of a shaky goal. But he he really kept them in this. And he was terrific for USA in this game. He was terrific. He made a couple great saves. Uh, even when it was 4 nothing, at 4-2 he made with 5 and change left in the game. He made an awesome save on, save on Lucas Elvins that USA would not be walking away with a point if it weren't for Kyle Kieser, especially uh, Kyle Kieser playing, sticking with the game, um, having unwavering confidence, and playing the way he did when USA was down in that game. Kudos to Kyle Kieser, Oshawa Generals goaltender and Boston Bruins prospect for playing the way that he did. I mean, at four goals, some guys could just give up. Some guys would have given up and not have, you know, shown what he did in that situation. That takes a lot of leadership. That's a, that's a good leader right there to have on your team. That's someone that you want. 
uh, starting the rest of the way through for Team USA. And anyways, um, so I didn't think there wasn't too, too much going for USA. They hit a couple posts and a couple decent chances, but it was clear that Sweden was outplaying them in this game until the third period where we saw... Uh, Josh Norris, I did think, was playing decent throughout the game. At 5-on-5, five five, he had a couple good chances. Um, Paling was playing decently as well. But in the end, it was... I mean, Shemilevsky was awesome for them. He was very clutch late in that game for them. Uh, and just a terrific display by USA for not giving up uh, and tying it 4-4. I mean, they did lose in overtime, but with that 3-on-3 three three overtime, it's a bit it's a bit of a crapshoot, so to speak, when, you have, uh, when you're playing 3-on-3. Three three. I mean, one, one lucky play and it's in the back of your net, or it's in the back of the other team's net. Uh, one bouncing puck, and the game's over. That kind of thing. So I don't really blame them for that. I watched most of the game. I didn't get to see the overtime. But just you could tell that USA was not giving up, especially at 4-2. They were, they were really getting a lot of chances and really putting a lot of pressure on Sweden. So moving forward now... USA, in the, in the later parts of that game, showed what they're really made of. They do have a lot of offensive weapons. I really, really like Quinn Hughes and Mikey Anderson on defense for them. <clears throat> on forwards, they're two OHL players in Jason Robertson and Alexander Shemilevsky are <clears throat> tremendous. Uh, Shemilevsky, I really like the way he moves the puck. Those forwards can zip the puck around that, that offensive zone really, really well. I really like the way that they do that um, on defense and in goaltending. I think they just had a weak start to the game, a couple unlucky plays, and they were down. They found themselves down. Um, but I think USA is a very strong contender moving forward. Uh, I really like they, they have some good offensive depth. They have some good defense, and they can really zip the puck around the ice very well, as well as they have a, a solid goaltender goal net. Uh, Sweden, they're going to have to prove everyone wrong. I mean, what is it now, 49 wins in a row in the preliminary round and one gold medal to show for it? That's, that's a really tough look. That's really tough for them. So they're going to have to dig deep. Um, it's mental errors like that that can really bury you in the elimination rounds and I think that they're going to be I think Eric Branstrom is a stupendous leader for them he's playing he's going to be playing 23 uh, minutes a night and over uh, he's a great driver of offense on the power play and even at 5 on 5 Just and he's a very responsible defender we've seen a lot of clips of him defending very well um, as for the other team, strong team in that division in Finland, I'm not really buying it. I mean, they're still falling into the same habits of last year where they're taking too many shots from the outside. They're not really getting a lot of traffic in front. The goaltender is seeing everything. They're making the goalie look amazing every game. And we saw that against Sweden. It was only Capo Caco that was really going to the net and producing offense and moving the puck around very well. So, I don't know. Unless something changes, I really don't see Finland 
being a stupendous contender. <coughs> I don't see Finland being a stupendous contender uh, in the World Juniors. Um, I do like USA, Canada, and Sweden, though. Those are my three, my three big dogs. Uh, Russia could potentially make some noise. It'll be interesting to see how they fare in their against Canada. But right now, I think I'm really thinking Canada, USA, Sweden. Right now, those those are the three teams that have really impressed me so far in this tournament. Uh, so moving forward, today no Canada. Uh, tomorrow we get the New Year's Eve big New Year's Eve game, Russia Canada. Um, for any Leafs fans, hopefully, uh, hopefully they rebound after that four nothing game, and hopefully Anderson's not out too long. Uh, you can blame Sparks all you want for last night; it doesn't matter. You're not going to win games if you don't score goals, plain and simple. Uh, as for, I said I was going to take a better look at Philip Crawl. He was decent, uh, not a ton of skill there, but he, he gets to play a decent amount for the Czech Republic. Uh, I think there's still some development that needs to be done there. Uh, probably after this year. Uh, he, I don't see him going back to be an overager in the WHL. I do see him, however, going maybe back to Europe. Playing there for a little bit. And, you know, refining his game. And becoming more of an offensive talent. And then moving over to North America. So, those are all my thoughts for today. Uh, hope everyone enjoys their New Year's coming up. And and hope that everyone enjoys the, the remainder of the World Juniors Tournament. I will be back after Canada-Russia to tee up the quarterfinals. It'll be... Uh, the preliminaries will be, I think, wrapped up by then. And we'll get a better idea of and we'll get a, the full idea of who's playing in the quarterfinals and try to see if, there, if there's any potential upsets in that one. That'll be fun to look out for. So anyway, take care. Happy holidays.